0: Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com/slash credit card. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential and then, through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own? Look to your left, look to your right. It's official. ebay motors has it and with ebay guaranteed fit it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time every time or your money back plus at these prices well you're burning rubber not cash keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply welcome to the jill on money podcast it is saturday june 19th or juneteenth I would like to remind everybody to use this opportunity to maybe do a little bit of exploration of what Juneteenth really means. Really instructive for those of us who maybe didn't grow up knowing about this and the significance of it. So do that. That would make you feel better. Today on the pod, we have a great guest today and tomorrow, actually. We have friend of the pod, Diane Swank. She is the chief economist from Grant Thornton. Now, Diane is so helpful because she is going to conduct our economic boot camp this weekend. We're almost halfway through the year, so time to get going. We're going to start with the overall economy and discuss the labor market. And tomorrow we get to cover housing and inflation. So here's the first part of our interview with Diane Swank. We're talking to you, it's almost half the year over. I cannot believe it. I know. And I think that the, the economy feels like it's kind of humming right now. So tell us big picture, let's start with first, is the economy doing as well as it sort of feels for most of us out in the universe.
1: You know, it's it's truly spectacular. I mean, I you know, we're gonna see growth, you know, north of seven percent in twenty twenty-one. That's the strongest growth rate since nineteen eighty-four. And if you get a couple tenths more, could be the strongest within striking distance of 70 years. Stunning. After the worst year since the Great Depression, caveat. But, you know, this is amazing. We got, you know, we, we have our ability to maybe crawl ourselves out of this and we need to. Yeah. And when
0: we talk about the economy humming like this, there has never been this Period where the entire economy was shut down. I don't even know. Are there records from the the Great Influenza from you know? 1918? I mean, a lot of people
1: try to compare it you know, the Roaring Twenties to this, and that's really not a good comparison. There's a lot of other things going on, so we don't have a good benchmark. I mean, the closest thing is like coming home from war. You know, Mm -hmm. and that's why, again, the strongest growth in nearly 70 years after, you know, millions of soldiers returned back from home and we got things going again. But it took a little while to do that. And it really is stunning. I mean, this is, you know, the idea that, you know, we can get vaccinated and reopen. It's not as high as we'd like on the vaccination rates. And we're still worried about some regional rolling outbreaks with you know the new delta variant and things like that a pandemic anywhere is a pandemic everywhere we all should be humbled by that Mm. so you know this is that's a that's I you have a lot of humility over you know all my decades as a forecaster it's um hubris does not serve you well we are in an unchartered waters but right now it's you know we've We've got some tailwind and that's just something spectacular to embrace. All right. Let's go to the next big
0: category when we talk to smarty pants economists like you. And that is the labor market, which is weird right now. Let's be clear. It is weird. So a couple of things that I want you to comment on. First of all, does it matter if weekly claims go up one week versus going down in a straight line? Does it really matter or not?
1: Well, it's a bit noisy, and yeah, you know, this it was interesting because these claims—three um, states alone—more than accounted for all the increase. It wasn't bride-based, you know. Increases across the country. saying, oh my God, we're all laying off workers again. You had Pennsylvania, California, and Kentucky in that order, and mm-hmm. Pennsylvania alone was about sixty percent of Mm -hmm. the increase alone. And so you wonder if something, you know, sometimes you get these bumps from one state or a couple states in a a week. And so it's not the best of news. You know, I'd like to have seen it decline and you're still running about double what you were pre-pandemic and you'd like to see those sliding right in, but they become a pretty noisy statistic and it's weekly and they get revised
0: a lot. Right. So we don't know. Okay. Now let's go to the bigger one, the monthly claims. Now for the last two months, we've had you know, hundreds of thousands of jobs that were created, and that seemed to disappoint many people. Should we be disappointed by that level of job creation?
1: Well, given, you know, we are 6.7 million, or 7.6 million, there's my dyslexia in there, you know, my dyslexia, (laughs) 7.6 million in the hole still from February 2020. Yeah, we should be disappointed in that, you know, what happened was this pandemic, you know, wasn't a V. I mean, everyone's telling me it's a V now. And I'm like, do you know when it started? It was way back in, you know, February 2020 was the peak of the last uh, last expansion. And we had some really horrible months. And then we came back really quickly because in May and June a year ago, all those workers that were laid off, they got called back. They were still attached to their employers. And so it was easy for them to come back. So we got millions of jobs back in a month. And, you know, we were really hoping we could get, there wouldn't be a speed limit on what we could get in terms of employment gains. As we regained momentum, we almost lost it again. Remember, December went negative. Yeah almost went double dip there for a bit, which Europe did do. And so, you know, the good news is we're gaining. The disappointment is we're still so many in the hole and we would have liked to have seen it a faster recouping of the jobs lost. And it's just harder when there's people that are no longer attached to their previous employer. People have, you know, we actually, it's sort of a myth that everyone's moved out of cities. What actually has happened is you know, the low mortgage rates accelerated millennials who wanted to buy houses outside of cities. But what we lost during the pandemic was the in-migration that we usually see from young people coming to go to school in the cities, foreign students coming to go to school in the cities. Those are major drag in terms of absorbing space in our cities, uh, major urban areas over the last year. And, you know, it's really important because, you know, people aren't in the same places as the jobs are. Mobility is a problem. You've got a lot of people out in rural, areas now that can't get to the jobs, Mm. you know, it costs a lot more, you know, you want to go buy a used car right now, pretty expensive. The insurance on it also gone up a lot over the last year. And then you got to fill it with gas. And so then you had, you know, a couple other layers onto all this issue of, you know, we still got childcare, you know, until the schools are fully open in the fall, you're not going to have a lot of the women that dropped out be able to come back. These were lowest wage women that dropped out because they just couldn't have their kids online at the same time that they are dealing with this. But also, I think it's important to sort of look at, you know, we have this fear We're paying hazard pay to frontline workers that are putting their lives in their own hands, asking people to mask up. And that's a difficult issue. This is a very different – we saw a record number of baby boomers over the age of 65 with a high school degree or less. Looks like they retired out entirely, left, Mm. because they didn't want to do these frontline jobs anymore. And, you know, they got to pay hazard pay. they got to pay up now. And it's hard. And the large companies can pay up pretty easily. You know, it's really hard for those smaller businesses to just compete. Um, and then, you know, there is this debate on how much our unemployment insurance benefits a deterrent. Right. So let's talk about that for a second. Yeah. There is this
0: factor which is going to end in 90 days, which is the federal enhanced benefits of 300 bucks a week. Yeah. And it did what it was supposed to do, keep people right. home and safe. And I don't know why people think that that should be a finger wagging moment. Like, how dare you do make the smart economic decision? That is going to end.
1: Yeah, you're you're right. 25 states in the next, well, right now as we speak and over the next couple of weeks, we'll remove it.
0: Do you think that a good chunk of those people will come back into the labor force pretty quickly?
1: Some part of them. Well, and the question is, you know, how will employers cast their net to lure workers who have gotten sort of, you know, those workers that did sort of retire out early or retired out in their 60s, over 65, where the big surge was and those baby boomers with a high school degree or less? You know, my guess is that they can be lured back, but they got to feel safe or they got to be compensated for the risks they're taking. Right. And, you know, I think, you know, what's interesting about this, and I hear other, you know, I I remember Steve Jobs being quoted once about Silicon Valley, that they had this, you know, agreement, non-compete clauses, you know, we don't take my workers, you know, there are workers. Well, actually, the workers, that that means they don't have any bargaining power. And this is the first time, and I can't, since the late 1990s, that workers have had any say. you know, hallelujah. I mean, you know, that they actually have a little wiggle room to say, "Mm, not so quick. And so, you know, this is really important is that consumers are spending really rapidly and they all want to get out and have an experience and be able to experience each other, hug each other. And on the flip side of it, businesses are trying to ramp up and they're doing it all faster than workers are able to get matched up to them. And so there's friction there. I call it heat on reentry. You know, there's friction.
0: When we hear this term labor shortage. Is it real or not? Like, how am I supposed to take that term in? If you go and Google search, by the way, it's a massively searched upon term. So, yeah, what do you think?
1: Well, you know, labor shortage, if you actually look at um, things like leisure and hospitality and we say we've got record job openings right now. Well, yes, we do. But leisure and hospitality, they got about 1.6 million or so, 1.5 million job openings right now. Yet we lost 2.6 million jobs. Mm. Clearly, we're missing something. Yeah, in professional services, um, and I've you know had to deal with this since my own firm. We are listing about 1.5 million as well, job listings. And we only lost 700,000 jobs since February. Hmm. Um, and accountants not only have seen their jobs come back and recoup what they lost to the crisis, but accountants are soaring. The trend has just broken all previous trends and they're hiring accountants up like crazy. And that's great for them. But remember, this is all at the same time that a lot of kids that were graduating- they deferred or delayed their graduation because of the move to online. They also couldn't get their CPA licenses um, because licensing got delayed and deferred because of the move to online and not in-person testing. And so you've got all these things that you kind of look and there's cogs in the, in the wheel in terms of getting workers matched to employers. There are some labor shortages in sawmills right now. There's actually a labor shortage there. We're using a lot of lumber. And there's labor shortages. And, you know, manufacturing in general was still down a half a million jobs from the peak in February twenty twenty. And that was still down quite a bit because of the trade wars we had before that. So you want you know, you sort of have a hard time believing that all those workers retired and all of those workers are unskilled now. And what we've learned and what Jay Powell really made a point of is that, you know, build it and they will come if you give enough. They will come. And in fact, talking to the online job sites and what they're seeing is those large employers that can afford to give more and they're given more benefits. And they're even pet insurance, sign of the times. And, the, you know, everyone adopted a pet during the um, pandemic, along with health care insurance and some with child care that's really amazing. It turns out last time I remember that happening and bonuses at, you know, fast food restaurants was 1990s, late 1999, 1998. Mm -hmm. Um, And we did have that happen back then. I don't remember pet insurance. That's a new one. But I think it's really important to understand that, you know, those employers are getting lots of applications and it is
0: really hard for the other employers to compete. Do you think it is brutalist of me to say the following? I'm sorry, small restaurant owner, but your crappy job at nine bucks an hour, no one wants. And maybe that job and maybe your business cannot exist in this current environment.
1: Is that brutalist? It's a little brutal because, you know, I think one of the points we have to also understand is as we consolidate more employment at large firms, yes, those workers are getting paid now, but that's why we think of it as more of a step function instead of a ongoing wage increases going forward because those workers now working for larger firms are going to have even less of a say.
0: Ah, so like today, so interesting. So today, Schlesinger, you may be right, but if with all this consolidation, if there's only let's say ten big employers, and we don't seem to be moving towards a unionization in many right in, in these industries, no. then we could be falling back a few years from now. So it's exactly. not may not be interesting. Exactly. Very interesting.
1: And you know, I mean, you lose dynamism as well. I mean, you also snuff out a lot of you know newer um, companies and their ability to build up as well. And and, you know, I mean, we know some of the big guys play pretty hard. Yeah and, yeah. and that's, you know, that's something you really need that innovation and the dynamism in the U.S. economy. And, you know, I think it's that's something that is really important. And that's, you know, I worry about that going okay. forward.
0: So you're basically going to wave your magic wand. Employment will be fixed by when?
1: You know, at the current pace, will be we're about. You know, we think it's there's a bit of a speed limit right now, which Jay Powell talked about as well in terms of employment coming back, and we'll probably get a million a month. You know, before the end of the year, that's mm-hmm. good, um, but it looks like it'll be a little lower than that and that means we're going to we're talking about well into 2022 until we recoup what we lost and you know with the retirements out there we'll be looking at a full employment scenario where you start seeing the unemployment rate between black workers and people of color and white workers narrowing the things you want to see in a more healthy inclusive recovery we didn't see until the very after 10 years of the last expansion but we could see that as soon as the latter part of 2022 Okay, Diane's coming back
0: tomorrow, one more episode. If you have a question about the economy or anything going on in your personal financial life, send us an email. Ask Jill at jillonmoney.com. Ask Jill at jillonmoney.com. If you're on the website jillonmoney.com, just hit the contact button, and there you can listen to past shows or maybe if you want, you can check out some other content that we have. You can read what I write, you can watch some TV segments, check out the resource section. While you're there, sign up for our free weekly newsletter. Don't forget to lift somebody up today and please try to go through your Saturday with a little grit, with growth, and with also a bit of grace. We'll talk to you tomorrow.